Hello, everyone. This is KOW News Radio's Greg Orlandini. This is a special edition of the Philly Soccer Show. On the program right now, we have Governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, talking about his passion for soccer. You've been involved with sport for a while. How did you uh, get involved with soccer? So I played it as a kid, not very well. My uh, one of my best friends uh, was the son of uh, first immig- uh, first generation Scottish immigrants. His dad had played semi pro. I got bitten by the bug. Uh, played in school again, not very good. Then went overseas and lived in Germany in the early '90s. And at that point, Germany um, was the defending or were the defending uh, World Cup champs. Um, this was this. I moved over in '90 and they had won it in 90 and really got into it uh, more at the national team level, frankly, than the club level. And then, you know, we I got married. We started having kids. They sort of sensed my love for the, the sport. All four of them now have played, including one in college. Uh, we then were posted back to Germany as the U.S. ambassador. We then got really not just into the national teams, but then in the, at the club level. We watch a lot on television. We we love the sport. We actually, my wife and I are the majority owners of a women's professional team, Sky Blue FC, which is the Jersey, New Jersey, New York team. So we've got a particular soft spot for women's soccer. So lots of different reasons. So with the, the U.S. is out of the World Cup. The World Cup's coming up in just a couple of days now. Um, yep. do, do you still feel the, the passion going into the World Cup? I mean, some fans are kind of lukewarm, but some are kind of gearing up. Do you still feel... You know, the excitement that, you know, soccer fans usually get around the World Cup? Yeah, I, I, I do, although I have to say I'm really bummed the U.S. isn't in it. Um, and there are some other notables who aren't in it who are traditionally there, like Italy and the Netherlands and Chile are three other good examples. But the U.S., you want, you know, we're crazy U.S. supporters, and not having them in there is a bummer. Having said that, particularly given that we're so deep into the sport, we've lived in Europe, um, you know, we have a pretty you know, big passion for the sport generally. And so uh, we're pretty excited. It, it opens up, obviously, on Thursday with Russia hosting Saudi Arabia. I don't think that'll be necessarily one of the great barn-burning games of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're the two lowest-ranked teams in the tournament, but it's the start. It's the host, and uh, we're very excited. So you were involved with uh, U.S. soccer in kind of a leadership uh, capacity in a few levels, correct? Yeah, I, I, I neglected to say that. I was on the board of the U.S. Soccer Foundation, which does great work, particularly in inner city. They just did a great, established a great program in Newark a couple of weeks ago, by example. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, the sport matters a lot. I was on the bid committee, uh, the World Cup host bid committee, when they gave out the World Cups to Russia and Qatar. Which, by the way, or that process was a joke. Um, the fact that England and the U.S. got left behind is still jaw-dropping to me. You likely, I know Ben, you'll, or Greg, you'll know because you're you're a big fan here. But tomorrow night they're going to decide, uh, or tomorrow they're going to decide who's going to host the 2026 mm-hmm. Cup, and we're one of you know we're in the so-called United bid with Canada and Mexico, and God willing, we'll get it this time. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm this is a <laughs> soccer is a passion, no question about it for us. So, kind of sticking with the leadership of U.S. soccer, there's been shakeups there, and I'm sure you know all the players involved in that. What do you think of some of the changes that have gone on with uh, U.S. soccer in the last few months? Well, you've got to change the leadership of the head of the federation from Sunil Galati, who is a friend, to Carlos Cordero, who is a friend. 
and I think it's probably too early to tell in Carlos's tenure. I think one major pivot uh, was the embracing, and this had happened under Sunil, so this was not necessarily new, but the three chairs of the federations are now the three co-chairs of the United bid to host the World Cup. So, so the harmony among U.S., Canada, and Mexico, that's, I think, a notable uh, step that, that, as I said, that had begun under Sunil, and, and Carlos is extending it. We'll see tomorrow if that's successful. Um, we need a new, you know, we need a new national men's team coach. Uh, they've hired, um, as they promised, uh, they hired Ernie Stewart as the general manager. So he's the equivalent of a, a very good friend of ours, Oliver Bierhoff, who's the in that position in Germany. And then they're going to let Ernie hire the, as I understand it, the, the the head coach for the men's national team. That's a major step. And I'd say thirdly, the the book Greg is yet to be written on whether or not we can be um, smart about funneling the youth passion of soccer. It's the most widely participative youth sport in America by far, team sport, and how we translate that, make the right investments, and translate that into you know, leadership in, at the adult uh, team level. Uh, and I think that's uh, you'd have to give us an incomplete on that. You know the, the 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 folks that have been playing in the men's game games of late for the national team look really promising, uh, but we you know how you how you get that that funnel, you know when Germany fell on some for them at least hard times they went right back and bootstrapped from their youth programs on up. It's what Russia hasn't done, and you know they're going to pay a price I'm sure by their performance in this World Cup. Uh, there's just no two ways getting around that. And I think it's too early to tell under the Cordero regime how that will go. I would say this, the women's team continues to be top three in the world. Uh, the pro uh, women's league, uh, I think, needs more support. Um, uh, it's come a long way. The quality of play is is unmatched in the world, but it needs more support, I think, financially from the federation. The MLS, I think, has come a long way, both in quality of play as well as the financial underpinnings with a ways to go. You know, let's not kid ourselves. It's not the Premier League or the Bundesliga. Um, so I'd say there's a number of challenges still ahead of us. We've come a long way. I think getting the opportunity to host the Cup in 2026 could be a, a game changer, which is why uh, this Wednesday is so important. So if the uh, Cup does come to the United States, or in this case it's the it's kind of the, the three-headed uh, uh, bidding process here with, with U.S., Canada, and Mexico, uh, where do you see the state of New Jersey involvement with a, with a World Cup in the United States. Yeah, I hope a big involvement. I actually, my wife and I personally pitched the FIFA technical uh, uh, group and representation um, at uh, in New Jersey a couple of months ago. MetLife um, is one of the most important stadiums in the country, you know. So I would I would hope um, and and almost expect, uh, but we'll work for it and earn it that MetLife would be a strong candidate for a opening match of that cup, a semifinal uh, or a final or a combination of those three. New York's the biggest market in the world. Uh, MetLife sits right adjacent to it. The Super Bowl experience was a good one. Uh, MetLife or Giant Stadium at that point was uh, an important stadium in the 94 World Cup. Um, so I think New Jersey can play a major, a major role. In addition to the the other point is the runway between now and 2026. 
you know, I mentioned the the challenge to bottle the youth um, passion and participation. You know, New Jersey, I bet you per capita is among the highest participating soccer youth soccer states in America. Uh, hosting the cup will only extend that, and uh, that's something I'd be excited about as well. And kind of sticking with that theme for a minute, you mentioned this earlier about kind of helping to bring the sport to the inner city. It's something we've talked about on my pocket on the on the, on the Philly Soccer Show off and on that, and this applies both to the men's and women's national teams. They're getting the you know the perception of the sport that it's this kind of white suburban sport, yep. kind of shaking that perception up. How important is that to the success of the program? I, I think hugely important. Um, I think. You know, this is not either or, right? So, you know, I think of somebody who's on our team, our women's team that we own. We're, you know, we're proud to say Carly Lloyd is our is is on our team and is our leader. She's a product of a suburban upbringing here in New Jersey, a Rutgers grad, and you know, arguably top one, two, or three player in the world. Um, so, this is not an either or, but without question, we have under tapped the. Um, the urban environment, uh, and and I and I think cracking the back of that will not just unleash an enormous amount of talent that is not being um, tapped right now in the sport, but also will unleash a a, a strong amount of support uh, for the sport. And I think both of those are important, not necessarily in lieu of where we're getting talent and support, but in addition to. So New Jersey was prime mover really in getting sports betting to become the law of the land now in yep. the United States, uh, which is, you know, you got a bit busy week with that coming up. I know <laughs> where do you see MLS kind of in that picture in sports betting? Um, because we know what gambling does for the other leagues, especially the NFL. It really, I think pushes interest a lot now between fantasy and yep. just, you know, betting game in game out. Where do you, do you where do you see MLS kind of, embracing that it's a good question i haven't sat with don garber who's a friend or any of the mls um owners uh i have sat with some of the other professional leagues and and you know they, they see this as a as a big potential boon uh, they also want to make sure and i agree with this that it has to be managed properly uh i would suspect it's a it's a it's a big boon and i and i base that off of the environment that you see around legalized wagering in the premier league uh which you you'll know well that that is a sort of central part of of uh of the the fan experience and i think it's been a huge boost to that league so i would think it's a plus um i think it's notable that i'm going to place my first bet at monmouth park on thursday in, in, in a sports book a sports hall that's run by william hill which is a uk shop as you know and uh, and is you know has succeeded extensively on the back of the Premier League, so I think it's got to be a plus. Just as before, we wrap up here. Where do you see the sport in the United States and and regionally too? We can speak regionally about New Jersey, tri-state area, and New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, all of that. Where do you see um, the sport in ten years in this in this area and in the country? If we, Greg, get the World Cup hosting, so you're now talking 2028, two years after hosting a World Cup, which, God willing, uh, not only will happen, but we'll have a team that can compete head-to-head with some of the the world powers. 
um, I think we've got an enormous upside. Again, I think the big X factor is the the transmission mechanism between participation and passion among youth and what that looks like in our adult games, whether it be professional leagues or our national teams. And again, I'd look to Germany, uh, uh, Spain. You know, I think the four, the top-rung four teams in this cup, by the way, you haven't asked me, but I'll just give you my view. I think it's Germany, France, Brazil, and Spain. And I think an Argentina and a Portugal would be sort of maybe a Nigeria, one rung, maybe a Belgium as well, one one rung behind. But if you stay with those top four, that, that those are countries that have long ago figured out how you solve that transmission mechanism. And and not in in the key is is and the challenge is we're going to have to do it our own way in America uh, because we'll probably never you know I don't see maybe you'll maybe you'll see it a 13 year old Leo Messi from New Jersey uh, in the future being moved to live and go to school in Barcelona Spain I'm not sure that's going to happen now there's some of that is happening already but not at that age. School participation in sports makes us a very unique animal relative to any of those countries I just named. In Germany, which I know the best, uh, all your sports are played at the club level. Um, and that helps that transmission mechanism get as smooth as it is. From the, you know, the clubs are vertically integrated, and you go from a very young squad right up through the professional squads. Um, I'm not sure that will ever happen in America. But whatever it is, our unique American solution, that will be the X factor as to whether or not we've finally cracked the back of this sport. All right, before I let you go, for all the money, who's winning the World Cup? My money's on Germany. Okay. Uh, I'm biased. <laughs> uh, uh, we know, you know, we met over the years a bunch of the folks associated with that. I mentioned Oliver Bierhoff is a, is a friend who's the general manager. They're the defending champs. You know, I could see the way this is set up. Uh, you're going to have likely Germany and you know if, if, with odds odds are Germany and Spain coming up one side of the bracket, France and Brazil the other side. Those are the top four teams, in my humble opinion, in the world. Uh, it's going to be close as heck, but I'll go with Germany. Well, Governor, I want to thank you very much. I know uh, you're a very busy man, uh, but I want to thank you very much for coming on the program, and you're welcome on any time. I love that, Greg. I look forward to coming back. Thank you Enjoy very much. Take care. You too. You too. Bye bye.